Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 395. No, Your Grace. I guessed it from what you said in some of our conversations. He gave me a penetrating look. Truthfully, a guess, and not from a rumor. Truthfully, Your Grace. There are rumors, a whole courtload, if you'll excuse the expression. Courtload. That's good. He smiled, a thin whisper of a smile. But most of it concerns some mysterious visitor from the West. I performed a small seated bow. There's nothing of marriage. Everyone sees you as the world's first bachelor. Ah, he said, his face showing his relief. That used to be the case. My father tried to marry me off when I was younger. I was rather strong-headed about not taking a wife at the time. That's another problem with power. If you possess too much, people don't dare point out your mistakes. Power can be a terrible thing. I imagine so, Your Grace. It takes away your choices, he said. It gives a man opportunities, but at the same time it takes others away. My situation is difficult, to say the least. Over the course of my life, I have been hungry too many times to feel much empathy for the nobility. But the mayor looked so pale and weak as he lay there that I felt a flicker of sympathy. What situation is that, your grace? Avaran struggled to sit upright against his pillows. If I am to be married, it must be to someone suitable. Someone from a family well-positioned as my own. Not only that, but this cannot be a marriage of alliance. The girl must be young enough to... <clears throat> he cleared his throat, a papery noise, produce an heir. Several, if possible. He looked up at me. Do you begin to see my problem? I nodded slowly. Just the bare shape of it, your grace. How many such daughters are there? Bare handful, Alvaron said, a hint of the old fire coming back to his voice. But it can't be one of the young women the king has under his control. Bargaining chips and treaty sealers. My family has fought to hold our plenary power since the founding of Vintus. I won't negotiate with that bastard Roderick for a wife. I won't remit a grain of power to him. How many women are beyond the king's control, your grace? One. The word fell like a lead weight. And that is not the worst of it. The woman is perfect in every way. Her family is respectable. She is educated, young, beautiful. The last word seemed to come hard to him. She is pursued by a flock of love-struck courtiers, strong young men with honey on their tongues. They want her for every reason. Her name, her land. The end of the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. And Nick is running late. Nick bailed. So we're running this circus. Jordana, why don't you start us off? What's what's leaping out to you on this page? The word beautiful and how it comes hard to him. Why is mm. beautiful why does that why does it come hard to him because he doesn't believe it, or does it come hard to him because it's not a word he uses to describe people very often? Why? Why is it why is it like this? So I think given the way he talks on the next couple of pages. It seems to me like the mayor has not had a whole lot of romance in his life. He has been preoccupied with other things, right? He says like he's not interested in taking a wife when he's younger. And later on, he's like, he kind of can't really admit to himself that he feels love for Mello and Lackless. If I was capable of feeling love, I would feel that for her, but I'm not. You can read that as like, he's just not really the marrying type. He's not that interested in, in romance with women. Now, as Nick brought up last week, I would be remiss if I did not point out that this could also mean that he is, uh, that he's gay and he has a hard time accepting that she's beautiful just because, you know, she's not his type, as it were. And that could also explain why he 
was rather strong-willed about not taking a wife when he was a younger man. Why he's a little awkward about saying that he, you know, the girl has to be young enough that she can have kids. Hmm. So, okay. This is sort of off offbeat from that topic. Slightly different topic, same page. So, Roderick is the king. Did we know that before? Did we know the king's name was Roderick? Nope, I don't think so. I was gonna say, I feel like this is the first time that we're learning that. Even though that feels like a really, like, that's a very king-sounding name. It sounds like it, it should be the king's name. It sounds right like we have read it before, but I'm not sure that we have. I don't recall seeing that name before, but, you know, it's... There's also, like, so much. It's so hard to remember what we have and haven't read at this point. Yeah, we've been, we've been you know, shackled to this, this cursed ship for, like, four years now, so who knows. I think this is a good way to, intro- to like, deliver some exposition in a way that, like, doesn't grind the scene to a screeching halt, but it does provide us with some, you know, some trivia about the world that might become important to know later that the king's name is Roderick. And also, like, how, how Alvaron feels about him. When Alvaron says, like, okay, there's all, there, there's, like, this number of potential women that fit the bill, but all except for one of them are, like, doing the bidding of the king. How dangerous is that for him and why? Like, does Inventus does his wife like get special powers that would then undermine him because they like the king more than they like him? I think that he's afraid of kind of two potential problems. And one of them is that like any wife he takes who is aligned with the king's political faction is going to try to influence the mayor in ways both subtle and obvious to align himself with with the king's politics which it seems like he does not share but i think what he's really afraid of is he's gonna die and then whatever heirs he gets by this woman will be either one of the king's daughters or you know in the king's power and what he wants is to keep the mayorship separate from the king the king event right Mm -hmm. his like his family's political power is separate and independent of the king of Vintus, and he wants to keep it that way. Marrying into the king's family or into the family of someone who is like the king's lickspittle is giving that power away to the king. I see. That's complicated. Medieval dynastic politics usually are. And like, he's not wrong to be afraid of something like this because it did happen in the history of like medieval Europe, for example, that over time, uh, because you know, if you're an aristocrat, you have to marry other aristocrats. Eventually, the dating pool and the gene pool became so small that huge swaths of different kingdoms in totally different parts of the continent were under the control of, like, one person. There was a guy who was, like, the Holy Roman Emperor. I think it was Charles I. He was the Holy Roman Emperor, so he was, like, you know, the the head of the fractured... Mm-hmm princedoms of germany but that he was also through it like his grandparents he was like the king of spain which meant that he was also the king of like portugal and some parts of the netherlands and he was like the duke of burgundy like he he had all these titles that gave him vast political control over europe and that was through like decades of scheming by you know his parents and grandparents to like deliberately make these kinds of marriage alliances that would bring all of these political powers eventually under like the control of this one family i see there's a lot Mm -hmm. to put in my brain yeah i'm like i i am not convinced that that the mayor is is gay 
Because I also think that it could just be the case that he's just like not the marrying type, that he's like not particularly interested in sharing power with any kind of wife. But he also sees the writing on the wall that he has to be responsible for securing his dynastic position and securing an heir. And like, you, you know, you need a wife for that. Um, <laughs> well, you, I guess you can't adopt anyone in this. I mean, culture? that seems that would seem to me to be the big out. Uh, but I guess that does that isn't an option for him for whatever reason because certainly in like real world courtly cultures that's not uncommon like you know famously Julius Caesar did not have like a an heir who was like his son so what he did is he adopted like his nephew mm-hmm. and said this guy's my son now and that's you know <laughs> Surprise! Oc- and Octavian became Augustus Caesar. Uh, like that was pretty common in Rome to like, if you did not have an heir, you could, you know, your heir didn't have to be your, your child. Um, your heir could be like someone that you adopted and Romans were doing that all the time. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wasn't, uh, oh, the crazy one, the really, who was the really crazy Roman emperor? Uh, are you thinking of Nero? Caligula. Caligula is the one I'm thinking of. What about Caligula? Well, so Caligula was adopted by or kidnapped sort of uh by the dude who was the emperor before him he's not he wasn't like the actual like blood relative of the emperor from before him so uh, his caligula's uncle and adoptive father was tiberius who was the previous emperor anyway that i just thought of that because we were talking about the the adoption thingy and that yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah it's another example yeah yeah exactly it was pretty common. Is there anything else uh, that we want to talk about on this page? I am good for notes. All right. Uh, do we have any questions or comments in the chat? I feel like none that we haven't already addressed. Okie dokie. Well, in that case, uh, we are going to move on to tomorrow's page. Of? The Wind. Wind.